This is it. This is it. Episode number 225 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson. One of my, ho- one of my guests is about to make fun of my name like he does every time, but uh, I'm not, <laughs> not going to let him do that yet. I'm going to keep talking. Uh, thank you, Circle of Heat. As always, letting us uh, play your music there at the beginning. We're here at Acme. Um, and, it, and I'm here with Rojo Perez and the guy who teases me about my Scandinavian name uh, once a year, Sean Patton. Uh, Justin Steverson. Steverson. Steverson, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've realized the error of my ways. Oh. That every year coming here, poking fun at your name, that's just, I should be, I should be calling you weekly to, <laughs> ma- <laughs> to remind you that you're just a Steverson. <laughs> you, do have, you do have, like, but it is, like I probably said, how, what, what's... Which, how many times have I done this now? Four? This is four, yeah. Four? Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, like the previous three times, I, I point out that you do have the most, like, not not the most Scandinavian name. Mm-mm. Because that would be like, uh, you know, Sven Bjorgenjorgen or, or you know, or Ever, Sven Jorgen Bjorgenjorgen. I don't know if I've <laughs> said this before yeah. here when you were here, but in second grade, I got a teacher came in, tapped me on the shoulder, and said, "Your mom called, and you're not supposed to go to the." Or she got called into work. You're supposed to go to the babysitter today. Mm. Uh, and then I went to the babysitter, and she's like, "What are you doing here?" That message was actually not for Justin Severson. It was for Lars Larson. Lars Larson. <laughs> Lars Larson. <laughs> See, that sounds like a character a radio DJ does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh-oh, yeah. Lars Larson's in there. Oh, I brought so much salmon. <laughs> but you do have... Holy smokes. You do have the most you name. Yeah. Like, like if, if there was a lineup and it was like, which one of these guys is Justin Severson? It's like, clearly that guy. <laughs> like, there's no mistake in my... I wouldn't even have to look at the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't pass for a Rojo. Rojo Perez, yeah, Red Perez, Red Perez, Red. You maybe. could pass for a Red yeah, Perez, Red Perez, yeah, 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 yeah. Red Perez, yeah, yeah. That would be my, uh, that would be my radio name if I ever got banged to it. Red Perez, cool. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, well, I feel like Rojo. I feel like there was a time where, because can can I say your real name? Oh yeah, I don't. Rojo's yeah. Rojo's full name is Rogelio. Wow, it's a beautiful name. He's yeah. just, Rojo, Rojo just hates things of beauty. <laughs> <laughs> and and. Uh, he, uh, there was a time, I think we were drunk sometime, I was like, dude, you should just be, because Rojo mean, you know, means red in Spanish. Right. But I was like, you should just become a character called Red Perez, where you're like the racist Puerto Rican <laughs> comedian, but against other Spanish people. Uh-huh. Like, oh man, Mexicans, but do a southern accent <laughs> with already. Can you do a southern accent with your already Puerto Rican? But Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I can do like a bad Bergazzi accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> a bad Bergazzi. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Can so, you say the South will rise again? The South, the, the South will rise again. Yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? It hurts to say that. I'm thinking like deep, like South, like Cuba. Oh, buddy. Yeah. That's what's, <laughs> like South America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fucking... <laughs> Buenos Aires will rise again. <laughs> Funny. How was uh, so? You two are working together. Yeah. This week, were you working together last week? Is this a? Uh, is this a no? We have before that. Traveling no. the world. No, no, no. We've we've done it before. And Rojo opens also for a gentleman named uh, Tone Bell. I didn't think of Tone's name for a okay. minute there. Tone Bell. And soon Rojo won't have to open for anyone. He'll be out there on his own. Yeah. You know, headline his own clubs. Yeah. You know, as Red Perez the. <laughs> That's the, the one thing that dude. takes off, Red Perez. It's actually really funny. The South will rise again, but I'm thinking deep, like deeper, like, the, yeah. like Cuba. 
Oh, that's funny. It dude. does go with the <laughs> with this character. <laughs> how do you, so? What, how where do you? How far do you two go back? Uh, uh, like eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Um, yeah. yeah, we. Sean was the first one to ever take me on the road. Um, I was the Canane. I mean, I I'd met Canane okay, me, after me three. First, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, and we did I, for about a year and a half. We did a good amount of dates, and then just schedules got busy and stuff. Um, but yeah, Sean was. It was yeah. So we've go we go back. Sean's cried on my shoulder in a men's stall. In a bathroom. In a bathroom. In a recently? Portland, Oregon. No, not recently, um, but oh, I, I think about it every time I close my eyes. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, it was, like 2012. Portland, Portland, Oregon, the uh, Bridgetown Comedy Fest. Yeah. I had like had like a weird, like a, that's just what people don't realize about comedians. Some comedians get on stage and just don't care. They do a lot of crowd work. They do a lot of, they just, they to them, They've made it because they're doing it, and they don't really give a shit about what they're actually doing on stage. They're just trying to kill. They're just trying to, you know, but they don't realize sometimes, you know, kill, killing and being funny are two completely different things. Being funny is far harder than killing, right? Anyone can fucking kill. Yeah. Killing's not. Get a, a fucking guy. You can have a guy come on stage at any show in America right now dressed as Trump and make a, you know, have him pee his pants and... It kills, but that's yeah. not fucking comedy, really, you know. But being funny is hard, and I take it very fucking. It's it's not good for my health, but I take every set very seriously. Yeah, like if I like if I have a bad set, it could fuck me up for hours, sometimes days, right? And this particular set at this festival, it was just one of those. If, if you're, I, I don't think you have to be a comedian to understand this, but you're. You're at the show. You're watching everyone else, all the other comedians on the show, go up before you and do well. But there's something the audience just isn't giving. And you're like, man. The I'm audience gonna, isn't connect. Yeah. yeah it wasn't connecting it. with I'm going to do it. And then I went up and did worse than I. I thought I was going to be the guy to, like, break them open. And instead, right. I fucking did worse, like, bombed. But it was like a 10-minute spot on a showcase show at a fucking festival where everyone's hammered. But, you know, a couple hours later... And a few shots of Jameson and some IPAs. You hadn't been drinking, too, before and, this. And I hadn't <laughs> been drinking for, like, two months. So, like, that night, I broke my two-month sober spell. Oh, is this when the TV show ended? No, this, no, this no? was way before that. Oh, before yeah. that. Okay. And um, so I start. I, I was just went, I just decided to go sober for a couple months. Yeah. And uh, I fucking drank, and I let it eat away, and then I'm just in the bathroom. And I think Rojo asked, like, how, did, how was it? I was set tonight, and I was just like, <laughs> like <I was> just <laughs> broke. So and we had to go into the bathroom. Respect that. We had to go into I the saw, bathroom. I saw stall. him walk into the bathroom. And I was like, man, there's something that doesn't feel right. Uh-huh. So I follow, and then we go in the stall. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, just having like a, cra- a funny heart to heart. No, the dude, this or whatever, it's gonna be great. And then we both have to like walk out of the stall yeah, and yeah. just. Bunch of people pissing, just yeah, people yeah. living, there, you know, <laughs> using a bathroom the way you're supposed to. Right. <laughs> it was funny though because it's it's a it was at a after party in this giant bar in Portland called Bossa Nova. If uh-huh. you if you know your Portland, Oregon, and uh, it's 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 strange. Like if if that had happened in like Dallas, Texas, we might have it might have been a little weird coming out of that bathroom yeah. stall and then out of the bathroom. Ultimately, we might have been faced, maybe not Dallas, but somewhere like you know. 
Corpus Christi, Texas, uh-huh. or you know Jackson, Mississippi, might have had some issues. But we're in Portland. We're like two men weeping in a bathroom stall. Not that weird of a thing. People are actually like, oh, yeah. he's showing his sensitivity. Yeah, yeah. It's like, not nice. the weirdest that's thing. That's about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we expected. <laughs> right. Not the weirdest thing you're going to see that night. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm. Yeah, we've gone through, uh, yeah, we went through those emotional times. But no, that was just... Yeah, that's that's a that's that sums up how well I know Roja. <laughs> Very few people I've weeped at or near. Yeah, definitely not Weep head on the shoulder. At. <laughs> I've, I've that's such at. a funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> weeping at Why me? are you doing this to me? <laughs> Stop weeping at me! <laughs> oh man, you stick in that stall by yourself. <laughs> not coming in. You don't come out to all those weeps done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it? Uh, was there a time you didn't take it? Like you're saying, every set's seriously. You know, I take it very seriously. Uh, no, I always from the get go. I mean, it's not like I mean, I, and I, and I'll clarify. Like, it's not like because you should. It's comedy. You know, the only the only way to truly uh, achieve what you're trying to get to be funny is to, is to at some point let go yeah. and not take it so seriously. What I mean specifically, though, is like. I, I, you know, I work real hard writing these these jokes. And, and you, you know, like, I, I remember reading this thing with Will Ferrell once where his whole thing was, like, how he doesn't take anything seriously. And that's why he's so successful. I'm like, yeah, well, Will Ferrell doesn't write material. Right. Will Ferrell is an amazing comedic actor. You yeah. put him in a situation, you, t- you give him a character, you give him lines, he'll fucking knock it out of the park. He's amazing. Yeah. But he doesn't, he's not a comedian. He's not a, st- there's a different, like, I know, and I know there's a thousand different ways to argue this, but as a stand-up comedian, you are creating something. You are an artist, right? And that's the part I take seriously is the creation part. It's like, fuck, man. Like, this is, this is harder than any other. I don't give a flying – I'll have this argument till both of us faint from exhaustion. <laughs> it, nothing is harder in the creating world than creating stand-up comedy. Yeah. It is hard – there are so many levels to it. There's, you know, the, you, it, there's so much involved in writing good material. Notice I didn't say jokes, material, because mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be a set-up punch. Right. It could be, there's thousands of different approaches to comedy, you know. Um, but good comedy is hard to create. That In the performance, you have to let go. When you're delivering it, you have to get up there and be free and Lighthearted and fucking fun. You have to be fun because the audience, they don't know what you've gone through to create this material. To them, they need to feel like you're just coming up with it right there on the spot. Yeah. They need to feel, so you need to make them feel special so that they'll listen. That's the truth. And that's the part I take seriously, the creation part. So when it, on those occasions when it falls flat, it hurts real bad. Yeah. It's like watching your child fucking run and then wipe out and break its nose, you know? And you're like, oh, buddy, oh, if I could just, if it could have been me instead of you, you know. But then when it, on those occasions when it takes off, when it pops, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like watching your kid take his first few steps. Next thing you know, gets drafted right there on the spot. Uh, or goes to, you know, two steps and then turns back around and goes, dad, I want to be a quantum physicist. Like, and right away he's speaking. And then by the age of eight, Doogie Hauser. When your material crushes, it's like being <laughs> Doogie <laughs> Howser's dad. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like, wow, I have a genius for a child, a prodigy. He'll be a doctor at 16. 
I didn't think I'd get a do- Doogie Howser. Right Who had the over under? Who had the <laughs> yeah, over under yeah, yeah. of a Doogie tonight? <laughs> you know what? Uh, the, uh, speaking of which, really quickly, we're in the golden age of TV right now. Is there like a Doogie Howser type show out there though? Like a, a boy genius. But like, think about how think about how that show that show has not been on the air this century. Correct. Everybody knows. Everyone still knows Doogie Howser. What Doogie Howser was? Yeah. You know, it, uh-huh. it was just such a, a premise about a boy genius doctor. Yeah. And it was a, it was a good show. I um, never missed it. Yeah. My dad, um, my mom worked second shift, and my dad had choir practice on Wednesday nights. I was left alone with the uh, television every Wednesday night. I guess also because... Also, it helps that yeah. it's maybe one of the greatest, like, actor-performers we have. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. He Neil does Patrick everything. Harris like, Neil still, Patrick Harris yeah. is yeah. still yeah. relevant. He still yeah. does dope stuff. He's still up in it. Does magic? Yeah, yeah. he's a mag- he does like fucking Sean. magic. Yeah, like Sean, as we learned at lunch. Yeah, yes, <laughs> magic, magic, magic. Well, I don't know, so I know very little about you, Rojo. Okay, um, uh, can start Puerto Rico. Social I've got security. that much so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah grew up Puerto Rico. Uh, live in New York. Family still in Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, your family is still in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. We Don't. should all go sometime. Yeah. They lo- San Juan. They'd like to meet you. No, not San Juan. Where are you from? What is San it? San Sebastian. San Sebastian. Yeah. That sounds fucking Land cool. of the rivers. What how, we call it. How long would it take you? <laughs> two and, and a half hours. Two and a half hours. Uh, you've had this question. This I mean, <laughs> from one point of the island to the other? Two and a half is hours. That, yeah. If I'm going on straight, yeah. All the way across, you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Could you, so you could see every. But that's the thing. You're on a highway. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not like I, if you want to like go through all the cities, it's Could I don't you see know all of Puerto Rico in one week. Probably that would be that would be an interesting vacation. <clears throat> Have you ever been? No, but no. like that would be interesting. Oh, Puerto Rico, where'd you go? Everywhere, yeah. Puerto Rico. I saw the whole. I, saw the I told entire you. Thing. Yeah, I met everyone. I saw <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> well, what is the population of Puerto Rico? Like ten million, maybe? No, uh, I want to say like six. Like you know what's funny oh. is there's probably six million people in Puerto Rico, but probably about sixteen million Puerto Ricans in Bushwick. Yeah, is that what they say? no, it's not that many people. Puerto Rico's little Puerto Rico. <laughs> but I feel like I, do you do you think though like there's probably more Puerto Ricans in America? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. There has to be. Yeah, I mean, but the island doesn't sure. fit exactly. No, it's but, a red, like. There's no space in it now. Oh, you can't go back. There's no room for you. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I can. I can like we. I'm making money now, so I can go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 broke me couldn't go. Um, <laughs> I got it. When did you? Uh, when did you leave there? When did you move away? Uh, I moved away for college. I went to college in Florida, um, like between Orlando, Tampa area. Okay. Was went that a big thing when you were? Was it like most, to leave? Most to go, nobody no. leaves. Nobody, nobody leaves. I mean, I think. From uh, from my graduating, me and two other students went to like the states. Really, I almost said left the country, but yeah, I mean left the island, yeah. left the island. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean it's it's only a territory though, right? Because they can't. Yeah, we can't do can't shit. Vote no, they we're real fucked. <laughs> we got we got the terrible. Yeah, real quick, what is the story with that? Like. What? So you're, like, but you're a resident of. Like, yeah, you're you're, you're born of resident. Yeah, you're a U.S. resident. Um, so you don't need via passport, visa, whatever right. to travel. Um, you can vote if you move here, and uh, and you just, uh, but, but not, you can't. The island doesn't vote. 
Gotcha. But they the the they have primaries, which is the craziest fucking thing. Mm. I never like till this past election. I for some reason never realized. So we voted on like Bernie and Hillary, and like oh, wow, okay. and Donald and um, the senator from Florida and whoever else was still involved. Marco right. Rubio. Marco, yeah, Rubio crushed in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, man, did that dude annihilate in Puerto Rico? I mean, slayed. I tell you what, <laughs> that's funny. <'cause laughs> the one politician who I wish was like a legit, in, like a good a good guy because of his name. A great name, Marco <laughs> Rubio. Right, just so fucking cool. Um, name. Yeah. So, so they vote in that, but then they can't vote. So it's so weird that they can't vote in the main. Yes, yeah. So, so it's like when your weeks pa- ago nothing, nothing. Or so it's like when your parents are like, everybody, where, where do you want to go on vacation? And then they just choose wherever the fuck they want, regardless yeah. of what you say. Yeah, yeah. So it's like no, but you're a part of it. That was cute. That was cute. We listened. Mm. Um, so they're fucked. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's a little rough there right now. Things a little. Economy's kind of in the shitter. What is your family? What do they do there? Uh, I mean, luckily my family now is, my parents are retired. Um, My dad, my mom was a secretary at like a hospice for years. And then my dad, my dad had a, my dad had a wood rental business. This is going to be real weird. Um, So. (laughs) This. This this, <laughs> this sounds like you never knew your dad. <laughs> he was always at the wood off. rental shop. <laughs> he, he came home with splinters. I don't know. <laughs> they, I've never they. So to build a house, you you buy wood to put the frame and then the cement, right? And then you take the wood down, right? So instead of people just buying all this wood they would never use again, you rent it. And then for when the you, framing. For the framing. Right. And then take it back down. And then you would, when you take it back down, we we would take it back with what? us. What? Dude, years. Wait, how often? We're in a private you? school with this job. What the hell? How? Wait, how? So that you could rent it for two weeks, a month, or and then like two months was the way we do it. And we would take it to them, um, set it up. They'd use it. They'd take it down. We'd go pick it up. We'd clean it, take all the like, oh, cement I see off. what you're saying. I thought it was like... You were saying they rented the wood that people built houses with that then were just in the house. And you're like, well, you got to pay your wood rental. Now. Oh, no. And no, like, no. Guys, I can't pay wood rental this month. Well, well we're coming. We're taking the house. We're taking the house. We're taking, we're taking a wall. Can I just shave some off this one? Okay, I, get it. okay I see what you're saying. Okay, this is a- the craziest business deal I've ever, like, it's like pant rental, which I guess a tuxedo, you know? Yeah. This is, it's like it's like, it's a, like you just realize the, everything yeah. exists already. Yeah. <laughs> We're a food rental business. Oh. You got to return the food or pay rent. Well, I'm still, you know, you look like you're still standing upright from all that starch from all those potatoes we rented you. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's your dad had a wood rental wood rental business. <laughs> wood rental business. A little worthy. Um, so college. You, uh, you chose college instead of going into that then. Burp. Yeah, um, but I worked for years at the, I think from the ages of like 12 to till I graduated high school yeah. every summer and most weekends I'd be there. I'd be a fat little kid with gloves on. I, I also was, I don't a like. fat kid? I was a fat kid. You were a fat kid? Yeah. I knew that. You knew that. I knew that. I forgot that. I forgot because Rojo has body issues. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's we all do. We, yeah, no, yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. 
But, yeah, but I still drink a lot of beer. But I counter it with like, well, I won't eat bread. <laughs> so That's yeah, smart, so dude. Shit like that. Because I do um, that. I because I'm like that too. I'm like I drink a lot of beer, so I'm counter it with like, well, then I might as well just eat pasta too. I mean, fuck it. <laughs> Where I'm the already inter- blowing the gates open. <laughs> well, <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> the doctor won't know to tell me which I, one to quit. Oh god, I just shot whiskey. I guess I'll smoke cigarettes now. <laughs> Why not keep going? Keep with the appearance. It's terrible. My um. So I would work with him and. But I would, I, did I, I don't know that I've told you this. I don't like getting my hands dirty. It was a weird job to go work at then. Yeah. So I would have to put gloves on. Makes sense. I've asked Rojo to murder a few people. <laughs> He's like, I don't like getting my hands dirty. Can't. hands dirty. Not today. Um, so I would put gloves on. And my dad, my dad finally gave up on me. Or not like, my dad likes to work with his fixed cars and shit. And yep. he asked me to come help him once. And I came out with kitchen gloves. Like the rubber one? Yeah, because I didn't want to get my hands dirty. Never again ask me to help him with anything. I bet not. That was like, okay, you're you're, you're your mother's son. (laughs) Go inside. Go figure this shit out. I may never forgive you. (laughs) (laughs) Was there another sibling that uh, was doing it? Um, My, I have an older brother. he he would help out every now and then, but he was already he's he's like ten, twelve years older than me. So he was, uh, he was a fireman for a while. He was in the National Guard. He's a border patrol agent now. Oh, um, yeah. He. Uh, Wait, so, which border? All of them in Puerto Rico. It's an yeah. island. Two and a half hours. Yeah, Two and a half you know? hours. He, he just drives around the he, island on a boat. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes he does boats. He does ATVs. It's a real charmed life, actually. Well, I mean, he loves. and then there's like the divide between the Dominican Republic. So that w- yeah. so it's always oh, Dominican yeah. and Cuban. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So it's a lot of border. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What did you go to school for? Or what were you going to go to school for? I went to school for uh, communication, like video editing, news media. Um, so I was freelancing for a little bit, writing uh, for a weekly paper and doing some like local play-by-play stuff, oh, college. Really? Uh, and then then I moved to New York, and I realized I hated uh, anything that had to do with <laughs> newspapers. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's... This, pays, this doesn't pay the bills. Let me get into something that pays even less... The yeah, journalism. Right. <laughs> ah, sweet. I know how to pick it. You love to struggle. Um, yeah. yeah, I started started comedy in college, uh, l- senior sem- senior year, and then moved to New York real early on after that. Didn't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, By yourself? Yeah. Kind of stuck it out. Um, was really bad for a long time. And then, no, I'm okay at it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, that's... I remember, like... There's this show in New York where they ask you to like dig up footage of your like oh, early first set, first set, and then after you perform, they then show that footage to this audience. Oh wow! And they asked me to do it, and I was like, "All right." And I like, I, it's hard because I, I've been doing this a long time, so we're like my first sets are all like on VHS and you know. <laughs> so, but I, but my sister found something, and I watched it when I was home last, and it was like I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't let the the public see this. That bad. Do you I don't have, care if it's only twenty people in a fucking showroom in Brooklyn. I can't. It's like humiliating. Wow. Because of how like this was like early two thousands. There was YouTube did not exist. There was no like comedy boom. No one gave a shit what was going on in comedy Mm-mm. then. Yeah. And I was like this young whippersnapper. I had a ponytail, and I was just really loud and. 
energetic on stage with very little to actual, actually say. Do you remember the bits? Or at least a, a, the premise of one of these? Dude. I, he does. Because I, I, I still remember. Of course I have I a tape. Of of Wait, what was yours? I had my opener was um, it was a Sinjaya reference. Timeless. Timeless. Sinjaya? You remember Sinjaya from American Idol? Oh, God. Okay, there you go. I was like, Sinjaya, what's that? A, a East African disease? That's <laughs> I wish I didn't know that. West African Sinjaya. Taking over Central Florida. Sinjaya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the Zika. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was that. It was um, Sinjaya. Wait, what? What heritage? What nationality? What's the, him? I him? think I think he was Indian. Indian. I Sinjaya. Yeah. Um, now you say it. It sounds like you can hear Sinjaya. You can hear it on the wind. <laughs> Sinjaya. You still hear it every now and then. Yeah. So you had a Sinjaya reference. That was a reference. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing about. A girl not wanting to touch my penis. Classic. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you still got that one. Yeah, but now it's a little more evolved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are... I had one... The, the My big... My, like, big bit early on... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> was... Was... Um, talking about cock blocking. Uh-huh. And how... Um, I, I didn't... I, I... I was questioning if it really existed... And it was it real or not? Mm-hmm. Was there actually cock blocking? And then I went off. I go off on this whole tangent about the secret society of cock blockers and their handshake. And their it, it it was their their handshake. I mean, yeah, the cock not, blockers handshake. I think I think I still kind of like that. It was dude. <laughs> Uh, and then, I don't like, mind. There, and then, like, can, there was can like, I use that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, hey, you admit it. No one's going to see it. And then there was like a big chant at the end. Like chant. The, a chant, like the like the cock blockers chant that they chant oh at the end of all their meetings. It was so like, hor like I like horrifying. Like, like I, I I was like, dude, I can never, I can never let anyone see this. I don't, and like that's the whole the whole premise of the show is just like, no, everyone was bad. It's like, yeah, but not not this, not this is different. This is like bad on a different level. Would you show it if you became? Wildly successful in comedy. Like, if you had multiple Dude, I, great specials under your belt, would you then put it up to? I don't know. To let people. Like, when you're at the untouchable level. Yeah, or it's like, like. This guy. I don't know. I think it would bring it whole. It all come. It all come <laughs> no, no matter, matter what. Huh? <laughs> like, like, seriously, imagine f- a, a fat Dane Cook at his, at his like, most Dane Cookness. Only <laughs> not as well. Like not as ver- not as well eloquently spoken as Dane Cook, uh-huh. as Dane Cook. I'm saying here, yes. like that. Like me, <laughs> early years, it was like I went on stage and it, did everything short of doing fucking cartwheels and just jumping and flapping my arms because back then I didn't have very much confidence in my writing. So I was like, if I could just deliver it really well, um, and I, it was just it, it. Oh God, it was so annoying, dude. It was so. That's why I cringe now when I see comedians who, like, don't actually have material. They just, like, they try and stretch it out with, like, a wacky delivery and, like, shouting certain words. And, like, I'm like, I used to be like that. I used to be you. And it hurts to see that. Yeah. Again, How long? I mean, this was 15 years ago I'm talking about. Like, I've got, I think I got good at comedy around year four. You know? Okay. I think for the first three years it was just a lot of, like, uh, that was something, you know? 
And but then you look back and uh, do you ever look back at the people? I'm sure people were like, "Dude, you're so funny," you know, like back with then. that exact set. We're probably like, "You just killed." You were awesome. Yeah, but I, but it was like friends and like other comedians and the occasional drunkard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, I definitely I don't know because you know you go back you go back to those years. It's like you don't need like you could still get accolades from people based off just like one thing yeah if yeah. you just have one good moment in a five to ten minute set someone will say oh that was funny yeah. and that'll keep you going yeah you know yeah and i it's also because i get because you're talking about in new orleans yeah, right yeah. and i'm so and i was like tampa orlando where there is there wasn't i guess a lot of comedy in those areas so even the quality of the comedy people are seeing Oh yeah, it's low. So do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, oh yeah, good point. So yeah. li- so the laugh there will sound if you took it somewhere real where mm-hmm. people know. Like I remember doing uh, when I first got to New York. There was this, there was this open mic called Kingdom of Heaven, but it was, um, it was like a great open mic. Like people were like only ten people got on, and then everybody else stayed and watched. Okay, because it was like a cool. It was like and I. A cool thing to do, and I like the first time I finally got on, like after hanging out a couple months, I remember being like, "Man, I'm gonna give him my like a, like of what my fucking guard." Right. Brutal silence. I mean, like hurtful amount of silence. And I walk off. I'm Sean like, Patton tears. Silence. I mean, if I I didn't have a shoulder, yeah, it's just <laughs> me on a wall, just. Yeah. And this kid, this dude who I knew was at the bottom of the stairs, and he sees me coming down. He goes, "Woof." Walks away. (laughs) Woof. Jesus. Man. Yeah. So. Not not so good. No. Not so good. Uh, Sean. God. Happy birthday a day late. Yeah, that's that's uh, that happened yesterday. Uh huh. I know. Birthday. Here it is. I'm thirty eight years old. Wow. Have you freaked out at any of them? Like yeah. when you get to no, because I mean, like I feel, I feel like um, if no one ever told you your age, you no one would, we wouldn't care. True, yeah. You know, it's like, and I mean, like I don't know, I don't, I know myself, like I don't want children. I don't really care about the idea of getting married. You know what I mean? Like I don't really, uh, I don't need to own like everything that you know in this in this society we're all so consumer based, like. You should all these things you should own and have by certain ages. Like I don't care about any of that. I don't. Sure, I'd love to own a house one day, but I don't. It doesn't really bother me that I that if I don't ever. To yeah. be honest, yeah. if I got a comfortable place to fucking live somewhere, fine. But like it's, I don't care about. I don't have a car. I don't want a car. It's a, it's upkeep. I like. I don't. So like for me, it's just my own body, and like I don't really. Aging feels like I need sleep now and I can't just eat whatever I want all the time. Yeah. That's about it. Like, I don't feel like if people, like, the one thing when I got in my 30s, younger people would ask about is like uh, sex drive. It's like, does your sex drive decrease? I'm like, it, probably biologically, yes, but it doesn't feel that way. What it feels like is I just know what's, I, I, I understand what's happening now. Yeah. Like I can look at a situation. I mean, I have I have a girlfriend. I've been with her for years now. But before that, like, I would look at situations and be like, "Do I really want to get into this? Do I really? Is it that important to get laid right now? Right. Like, I could, you know, it's it's like when you're 23, 
24, 25, you'll 26, 27, we can go all the way up to 33. You'll go out of your way to have sex. <laughs> and, it, and it got to a point where it was just like, maybe it's because my testosterone has decreased or whatever, but it just doesn't, I di- it doesn't really matter at a certain age. Like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know it's, it's fine. Like, people who base their life around getting laid, it's like, I get it, but think about how much else you could be experiencing if you're not focusing all this energy on busting a nut, which you can do yourself in about 15 minutes or less, or longer, if you really want to. Sure. You know, if you love yourself. <laughs> treat yourself right. <laughs> if you want to, you know, hey. It's if your roommate's going to be gone all afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Like, I look at my birthday, this past birthday is my 38th anniversary with me. You know, we've been together for 38 Aww. years. You know, so I had, still I just, together. Just rose petals on the couch and just whacked off. But no, <laughs> the the, but I don't know. Like I don't. I guess I just don't feel like I'm diminishing or anything like that. I feel like if anything, I'm becoming wiser, and that's interesting. And I'm getting better at what I do. Yeah. So it's like for me, it's and plus, like it's true. You know, the way you hear the things of like 40s, the new 20. I don't treat it like that. But you look at life now and you realize, like, oh, you don't have to be anywhere aside from where you want to be by a certain age. And right now, I'm happy with where I'm at. I think the biggest you – know? the, 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 when you were a kid, you yeah. looked at 20 as old. You looked at yeah. 30 as, you know, yeah. just go on and on. 40, you might as well be a senior citizen. Exactly. You know, exactly. then you get to 30, for, like, I'm, I'm already 40, and yeah. you get there, and then it's like, you know what? I'm still young. There's still a it's shitload to do. It's not that different. Yeah. You know, it's like – it's, I guess just when you're 26 or whatever, you're it's it's all fresh. That's yes. I think the difference. Yeah, and it, you know? it's you you just what you just said that it's fresh. Yeah. Going back to what you were just talking about before this is um, to become a better comic than you were yeah. when you start. Is it? I don't even know if you can answer this. If there is an answer, is it more life experience or more stage time? That makes you better. Oh, both. I both. Mean, it's a combination. Yeah. It's a cocktail. You know? I mean, there are certain comedians who, like, I feel like you could, like Rory Scovel. I feel like Rory could not do comedy or set foot on a stage for five years. And then when he sets, and then on that, after that five years, goes right up on stage and kills like he never left. Like yeah. some, people, some people just have, like, a natural. But stage time is important, but so is experience of, of life. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are you actually, you know... You can be up here every day, and then you yeah. have nothing to to say. You're manuf- you're trying to manufacture these life yeah. experiences. Like, people who... St- that's also, like, people who start... Like, I know a couple people who started comedy when they were, like, 16. Yeah. And so and it's like... And, they've, and then they've been doing this all, and they're, like... They're funny on, like... Everything adds up as in you are a funny human being. You're funny on stage. But it's like part of me is like, man, I wish you guys would take a year or two off and just go do something. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's not from the ages of 16, half your life, all you've known is go on a bar, walk in a bar, get on a microphone, be around these people who are like sarcastic and fun. And like, you know, yeah, just comedians. It's like that's all you know. Yeah. That doesn't relate to anywhere it might relate in New York, I guess, because everybody's kind of like in the arts or like something like that. But like the rest of the, nobody, in the rest of the country, you you can't yeah. relate to them on any level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, a guy like you look at like Dave Chappelle, for example. Like, 
back, you know, years ago when the Chappelle show was on, and before that, he was awesome, mm-hmm. you know, and then he walked away from the Chappelle, from the show, and now, 12 years later, he's like prior-esque, you know, he's like, he gets on stage now, and it's just like, you see him in New York a lot, you know, he'll just bump, he'll just, I was at the Comedy Cellar two weeks ago, and he, uh... The, the week before the election. So, yeah. And he showed up and did like an hour and a half. And he just sits on stage now and drinks whiskey, smokes cigarettes, and just talks. Is he the only – I have to ask. Is he uh, the only one there smoking cigarettes? He – from what I've heard, yeah. And from what I've also heard is whenever he, – he tells the management, like, I'll pay the fine if you guys get in trouble. Yeah. I'll pay, yeah. but I'm going to smoke in your bar. And isn't you know? there – in on, in New York, there's a law yeah, where you can a, smoke on, on stage, stage. Oh, because I, it's yeah. like part yeah, of the, the performance. performance. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. But like it Chappelle, was... when you look at who he was, because he's a comic who started when he was like 17, I think. But he even had to yeah. take that. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He even had to take time a off. A decade off, you know? Yeah. But he, he's a guy who like, you look at like Killing Them Softly, for example, his special. It's great, but it's not as great as it could have been, you know? Uh, it was uh, him now. Like, he's, I think, with age, with experience. It's not like he wasn't doing comedy for the past 12 years. He's been doing it regularly everywhere for at least the past six or seven. Yeah. And he's at a level now where it's just like, holy shit. Like, he does, I think, does he even write any of this? Or does he just, now he just sits down and he has, like, a muscle memory thing that happens. Like, well, I'm on stage. I'm sitting down. uh, And a thing happens in his brain and he just starts talking, and it's fucking hilarious. But that wasn't who he was 15 years ago. Yeah. But it is who he is now with time. With Like even wisdom. just looking at his SNL monologue yeah. this past week. Which he apparently completely riffed the last two minutes of. Really? According to Mo. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Mo, this guy who opens for him, Mo, uh, he's a comedian. Okay. Um, but he's like, yeah, that was not scripted. That part was just came, out, came off the dome, and he did it on... NBC live television, yeah, 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 that's insane. But it's also like, but even the flow of that, which that's that's so funny, and it's such a great monologue. But the flow is so different than Killing Him Softly. Killing Him Softly, you can tell it's like Chappelle doing the yeah. like he didn't really do the voice, like you know what I mean. He doesn't like in the monologue. It's just him kind of. Mm-hmm. It yeah. feels so free, and it's like man, it's so dope. It's so great to see. When he was here, he was in Minneapolis and did a run of shows. Was it last summer? Two summers ago? And then there's there'd be you know he was doing like two shows a night for I don't know like five nights straight I think. Yeah. And then uh, and then the next day in the paper and on social media, their pictures would pop up and he's stopping at some hookah tobacco yeah. place and just like at two in the morning and just walking up. What's up, guys? And just hanging out with people. Yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah. That's amazing. He got but like that's that's just yeah he's at a level of. Yeah, he's at a, he's on like another level of levelness of le- he leveled up. Yeah, <laughs> he, leveled you know? up. he leveled the fuck up, man, in life as a comedian. But that's I think that's what happens when you something about oh, the twenty year mark, something about like you look at every not successful but great comedian, contemporary or otherwise, like all of them have a certain amount of t- like twenty years. It's always like. Around 20 years. Louis C.K., who I also think is at that same level at Chappelle, where he can just almost get on stage and just say anything. Yeah. And it's funny. I think he's been doing it for like 30 years. 30. You know what I mean? And what are you at now? I'm only at 15. Okay. But like, 
I mean, but then again, like, you know, some comedians, like I think like Mulaney's an amazing comedian. I think I've been doing longer than John. But yeah. like, I think some people figure it out faster. But there's something about just like, I, I think it's committing your brain to a craft for a certain amount of time. Eventually, it, something clicks to where it's now part of you. It's who you are. Yeah. And it's just, that's what you do. And Chappelle's at that level where it's like, I don't even think he, I seriously don't think he writes this shit. I think he just goes on stage and just talks. And that's rem- amazing. And even if yeah. that's not true, the fact that you, a professional comedian yeah. who's been doing it for 15 years, thinks that. Yeah. That's freaking It's something else, man. It's also just great to see him back. Yeah. You know, after such a, everyone calling him fucking crazy and being like, oh, Chappelle lost his mind. Right. That's why he left. It's like, no, he just, he didn't want to be, like, think if he had stayed and played ball. And become this caricature that Comedy Central was trying to make him right. into. And he would, who fucking knows where it'd be. It'd be like, oh, Chappelle, that guy? We're tired of that guy. But yeah. he's walked away and then came back better. It got so old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fucking pretty impressive, man. Very, very much so. I want to ask you about a show that, I don't know if you were still still doing it, but something I read about a few months ago. What's that? It was, uh, it was described as a solo show. Number one. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm doing it here. Are You are? Well, I did it last night. I did it Tuesday night. I did, it, I did it last night. I'm doing it tonight. But then Friday, Saturday, I'm switching back to a club set. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. just because it's longer. It's a longer. It's like an hour and change. And it's like a longer thing. And I, I But Friday and Saturday, we've got the two shows. Plus, let's just face it. I mean, this is how I feel anyway. During, at any comedy club, uh, audiences during the week... Personally, for me, are better than audiences on the weekend. Yeah. Not saying au- weekend audiences are bad. I'm saying they're a little more drunk. They're a little more about rowdiness. Mm-hmm. They're a little more about, you know, this is my, I'm off now. I've been working all week. Right. So you kind of got to hit them a little harder. And I, so I don't want to try and do, and plus time-wise. But, yeah, it's a show called Number One. Uh, and it, Number One in reference to urine. Because the show's about, it's, a, it's, center, it's, it's. Held together by the fact that I was a bedwetter for most of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And still occasionally, if I drink too much, we'll wet the bed. Can I? Yeah. I'll tell this story. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rowan knows knows a couple of these um, interactions with my bladder. Yeah. We were in uh, Atlantic City a few years ago. Oh, buddy. Went out, I mean, way too late out in Atlantic City because the place is a shithole. What are you going to do? Um, yeah, you, it, it's such a terrible place that you just stay you out. You just stay out here like, I deserve I this. Just, I got <laughs> to see how much more disgusting this yeah. fucking shithole is. And we, like, we, whatever, we finally pass out, and I'm staying in the same room, in the same bed with Sean and Sean. Same bed. I wake up, uh, I wake up, and he's gone. It's like 9 a.m. We got in at, like, 5. Yeah, like, yeah. man, this dude never wakes up. What? And he's like, out. Just like, meet me here. I'm I'm just out, whatever. And then we we have breakfast. We do we walk around for a while and I go, Man, I need to take a nap. He's like, Cool, cool, uh I'ma stay out here. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna get some writhing done. Yeah. And I just and I get in a room, I was like, Oh sweet, a room to myself and lay down and my face just like like, oh man, and it hits and it's wet. And it just fucking slaps me <laughs> my face. And I was like, What? What? And you do the fucking... I was like, how did he How did he sweat so much? And yeah. I'm looking at the position. I was like, why is the sweat so low? How is that? Yeah. I was like, god damn you, dude. How yeah. do you not? And I finally called him. He's like, 
Yeah, my bad. That's why I left so early. Yeah. I didn't want to sleep in it anymore. I you know. piece of shit. I didn't. I was ashamed, ashamed of my own bodily functions. <laughs> Congratulations. Hope that if I just walked away from it, it would go away. <laughs> right. you know? If I just leave and pretend like it didn't happen, it didn't happen. You were going to get a fan. That's what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't open the. Like, you can't open the windows at the hotel in Atlantic City because too many people fucking leap out of yeah. them. The, you know, yeah, that's smart. They that know really, they know their clientele. Yeah. Atlantic City knows what it's bringing in. There wasn't in. the second night at this hotel. No, we were there for like. It was one of those clubs where you do. You're there for like six nights, I think. Oh, yeah. It's fucking terrible. Um, it, it's the worst comedy club in the country. It's the anti Acme. Mm-hmm. It's called comedy. The comedy stop at the Tropicana. Uh, in it's not there anymore. It closed like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It was the worst comedy club on the planet Earth. What's the top thing that makes it the worst? Or um, made it well, worst. a the fact that like I mean I'm sorry Atlantic City, but it's it, like, Atlantic City sucks, right? The Tropicana, like all it's just a shit because comedy clubs in casinos are fucking terrible for me personally because I don't. You know, I don't unless you're writing just like baseline comedy 101 topical jokes, you're going to fucking suffer as a comedian. And unless you're huge, also anybody, you're not yeah. the main attraction. The yeah. casino's the main attraction. So people who are coming to see you have already lost at the main yeah. attraction. Yeah, they're or, not coming. To, yeah, or worse, they've won and are now and fucked now. up and celebrating. <laughs> I'd rather a bunch of losers in the audience at a casino than a bunch of winners. Because at least the losers are trying; they'll commiserate with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but the fucking winners are. I like. I would rather perform for depressed people than drunk, happy people any day of the week. Yeah. Because depressed people, you can at least bring them out of a shell and show them the drug. And drunk, happy people don't want to. Yeah. They don't want to pay attention. Uh-huh. They don't want to fucking listen. And no. the depressed yeah. people don't really have a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, you know what I mean. I can like attention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah. But like the, this casino, I, I mean, I'll tell you that. So basically, um, the first time I go, I was I, I've been there twice, right? The first time I go, I was featuring, and my agent even told me he was like, "Look, this isn't going to be your cup of tea, really, but you don't have anything booked this week. It's you know, it's a two hour tr- train ride from New York, and you know, it's some money, and then why not?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course, I get it." But I go up. I'm featuring and I bomb, but not bad. Like I do fine. I do well enough. And I thought to as a feature. And then I get a call from the club owner that night who, by the way, wasn't there, never goes to the shows, watches the shows from his condo from a live feed at the club. So he watches them from his, his condo. He calls me and asks me, he's like, so how do you think you did? And I was like, I think I did okay. He's like, well, I think you did terrible. Oh. He's like, I watched the whole thing. You didn't get any laughs. You offended some people. I don't know what you're doing up there, but you really need to clean it up. And I was like, oh, okay. And then the next day, I get a call from my agent who's like, hey, uh, all right, here's what's going on. The the guy, the owner called me. He's going to bring another feature in tonight, and you're both going to do sets. Oh. And whoever basically has the better set tonight keeps the week. Last comic standing. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, because you're, you're, you're featured. You're supposed to, at, at that club, 25 minutes is feature. So I wasn't doing 25 minutes anymore. Me and the other feature were both doing 15, right? And I was like, oh, okay, that's bizarre. But And my agent was like, look, you could tell the guy to go fuck off right now and go home. I'm with you on that. But you're not going to get paid anything contractually. This is one of these clubs where you have to finish the, the week to get week. paid. Yeah. Okay. 
Because like, I was like, oh, God damn it. All right. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. And I do like, I take my dumbest, most, every comedian has that those dumb borderline fucking jokes about Subway that you write because you're trying to survive and you got to do them on the road, but you would never do in some honest comedy room. Uh-huh. So I, I compile as many of those as I have and spit shine them and go up and do fine. And the other feature sucked ass. So I kind of made him look bad. But the, the club owner's like, all right, he calls me again. All right, uh, you did fine. You cleaned it up. We're going to keep you this week. We're also going to keep the other guy. So every, I was like, that's fine with me. I'm only having to do 15 minutes. I guess they kept him as an insurance policy if I ever bombed again. But so all week I did 15 minutes. The host was fucking terrible. The other feature was garbage. The fucking Headline. headliner <laughs> was a hack, was a pure hack named Manny Oliveira. I'm sorry to say his name, to call out another. But he he told street jokes on stage. Yeah. He told fucking street jokes on stage and dressed them as his own material. Total, ah, hate that shit, right? I right. mean, some would argue that Gilbert Godfrey does that. And first of all, Gilbert Godfrey's so fucking old, he probably wrote half of those street jokes. <laughs> But secondly, he doesn't – he has no pretense about them being his jokes. Yeah. He tells you he's doing like – this guy This guy would present these jokes as like his own, yeah. right? And they're fucking terrible. And then afterwards, you have to wait and go back on stage and do a big bow together. Right? Oh. So it's this brutal week, not to mention you're in the fucking Tropicana. You're on in Atlantic City. They put you up in some disgusting condo where you can just smell years of self-hatred and just – Artistic rot. Yeah. You're like, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> and then, like, six months later, not even a year, my agent calls me. He's like, hey, um, <laughs> this is weird. Uh, you got an offer from the comedy stop to headline. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to headline. I was like, why, though? I, that it was so bad. He's like, ah, I guess you impressed him. You came around and offered a headline. You know, and now you don't have to play by any rules. They know, they know what they they know what they're getting if you are headlining. I was like, okay, and he's like, again, it's one of these weeks where you don't have anything. It's why not? Why not just take it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Agents are also, you know, they need you to be making money so they can make money. Sure. So I go back to headline, and this time I meet the owner for real, right? And he's this old fucking scumbag. I can't remember his name, but he's just. Very, very nice to me. Very like, so proud to have you back, man. You really impressed us all last time. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I really, I don't, you, you must be senile in my head. Like, <laughs> like, you must be, I'm, you probably think I'm someone else. Yeah. You probably think I'm someone else. And that, I remember the first night, it was a Monday night show. It was a bunch of fucking tech nerds, right? A bunch, of, like there was a tech convention in town. So all these look Silicon Valley fucking nerds. Or they go to this comedy show, which turns out is my ideal audience. A bunch of fucking tech nerds between 25 and 50 years old. So the first night, I fucking crush it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe this is going to be a good week. <laughs> and then the following, you do eight shows the week there. Mm-hmm. The following seven shows are just bomb after bomb and just it's getting worse and uglier and every night I'm praying for that light I'm praying for that oh good I'm at 40 minutes I'm wrapping up early yeah it's fucking brutal and this time the host was a very sweet old lady she sucked but she was very (laughs) sweet and the feature 
was this guy who you could tell if he'd have cared a little more way earlier in his career, he'd have probably been a successful a name we all know. He was a funny guy. Yeah. But for like dec- a decade at that point, this was three years ago, he'd been a cruise ship comedian. And that happens to some people. That really does happen to comedians in this business. They take, they find something like cruise ships where you're never going to grow as an artist, as a comedian on fucking cruise ships. But your, your bank account is going to grow. Your fucking assets, you're going to make a lot of money. So he'd been a cruise ship comedian, and the only reason he was featuring is because he was just in town, mm-hmm. and the club owner owned, owned, owed him a favor. Just like, this is a favor for you? It seems like, fuck, he owes you two more favors. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a nice guy, and he was an interesting dude to talk to because he would just tell me how, like, he was like, man, I really, like, what you're doing out there is great. They're just not getting it. And I would watch his set, and it was like, you know, standard fucking crush it on the radio jokes. Yeah. But I learned a lot that week from this dude being like, man, like, don't take the easy out. Don't take any easy like, cause he, you can tell he was jealous of me cause I at least was going on stage with something original, Yeah. but he was crushing it every night, but you could also tell it didn't mean as much to him to be killing it as it did to me. Like he wanted to be me bombing with at least original thoughts right. Right, right. and that was flattering, but it was also the depressing side of like, God damn, like how many people do I know that are going to go with that route? In right. life, who are just going to like ask me, just be like, well, I know I can slug it out for another two years and find an original viewpoint, or I can just take this bullshit, in early. you know, hosting, you know, uh, the travel channel's greatest meatballs. <laughs> we go, we, we find the greatest meatballs, which it's funny because I know I have friends who host this show about food on the travel channel, yeah. but <laughs> it's, it's, that's a depressing thing. That's why one of the reasons I quit Best Bars. Yeah. Was like, I don't want to be this fucking guy anymore. I never wanted to be this guy in the first place. But every season that went past, it was like, we're becoming, Jay and I were becoming those, like, they were trying to force us into those, being those guys. And neither one of us were happy about it. Yeah. But, like, that's, anyway, that's a, that I was hear, a long-winded rant. I hear when, uh, like, people work here and, you know, um, and they'll say, like, you know, Lewis, well, there's been a lot of, like, old stories coming up re- uh, yeah. recently because of the 25th anniversary at sure. Acme. There was the big show a couple weekends ago and whatnot. And uh, people are saying, you know, the one that uh, Lewis will never say what you can't. He'll no. never tell you what you can't say on stage. Never. How is, isn't that common? Mm. To, to, to not say? I'm, okay, here's a better way to say it. Like, are, do you work other places where they, they get involved and go, eh, we stay away from that? There's a couple places. Yeah, I mean, we had a, an incident in Tampa where oh, at that Jesus. at a club down there. The improv? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, man. Tampa Improv. Shit hole. And you had uh, I people. Were, it, it, was some, it was some religious bit. Yeah, I did. It, it was like a, a bit about religion. Yeah, and it was like walked people. And, people walked and people like emailed and like Complain. the manager had to be like the next night and be like, "Hey, can you not? Yeah, can you not do that bit?" And Wait, how did you take that? I mean, at the, in that situation, you have to take it. You have to just fucking take it, so that you're like, "All right, fine," so I can get this paycheck. That's also those are clubs I call paycheck clubs. Those are clubs you do as a young headliner or an early, or a headliner to f- just you know to make it. You don't. No one. No one loves going to the Tampa Improv. Yeah. And if I, I tell you what. Do a poll of every comedian out there. And like, if someone's favorite club is the Tampa Improv, they're probably a shit comedian. 
All right. Is that true, Rahal? I, I don't know. I can't. That's my. I can't. I can't say anything about it because I. I'm from Tampa. I yeah, I started there. I mean, yeah, but you're I don't, not. You're not. You're not running. You're not flying in to defend it either. So. Yeah. No. Um. But yeah. like, no, like this club, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis doesn't. Tampa Improv. The views of Sean Patton are just Sean Patton's yeah. solely views. And I would still Sean, take the, the paycheck. Views, uh, is also also every other comedian <laughs> worth a shit on the planet Earth. Um. The the uh no Lewis is very he that's why this club's so successful because he says get up there and do you yeah no restrictions fuck the audience yeah you know what I mean like and that's how it should be every like Lewis last year took me to dinner and told me his like broke down his like theory his like comedy club theory and it like I got misty eyed because mm-hmm. it was like beautiful it's like yeah. you should write a book yeah and that book should be looked at as like a bible. For every club owner, or every just doesn't, it doesn't even just apply to club owners, to comedians, to fucking bookers, to audience, anyone who wants to be a part of comedy in any faction should read Lewis's book that he hasn't written yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, have you? Have you? Is there? Did you get to see the movie that Josh Weinstein has put together? Mm-mm. Do you know anything about it? No clue. Okay, he did a documentary. I need you to kill. It is finished. They're shopping it around at Netflix, really? Comedy Central, everywhere. Uh, it's Lewis. It took Chad Daniels, oh, Tom Segura, Pete Lee. Uh, yes. Wow. It's a, the documentary about okay. that trip. And it's done. We all just saw it a couple weeks ago. And it's amazing. And it, <sighs> some of the stuff you're talking about right now with Lewis's The Advice from The Wise Man yeah. is in that movie. It's also, it. we were talking about it yesterday a little bit. It's also, you can tell... Something about a club where you can do a one man show and have the audience be in it. Like you can't he can't do what he did Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at the Tampa Improv. Yeah. At the you can't like most other clubs. Most other clubs. It yeah. won't they'll get they won't follow their attention like it doesn't and it's crazy that the room here it works and they're in it and after the show people are like stoked and they're like, Man, that's dope. Like there was somebody yesterday who was like, This is the third time I've seen you uh, I couldn't bring my my wife didn't want to come. She said you have a potty mouth. Yeah. But she and then he was like, but this show she would have liked. Like yeah. it's a totally different. But oh, the dude came. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. dude last night. But it was like that third time I seen him. Man. But my he's a fan. Come, but he she liked this show. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it's also like the reason I wrote this show is because I, I'm doing it at the Edinburgh Fringe Fest this 2017. Because oh, you are. Yeah. I, oh wow. I, 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 I like cool. I like performing abroad, but there it's different. They have a different. They're the comedians all write shows every year, ours, but not just stand up. Yeah, I love doing just stand up, of course, but I also there's a challenge to writing a one person show where it's like it's got a theme to it, it's got an arc to it. There's a story, there's stories involved, and I took on the challenge, and it's like I like it, I fucking love it. You're still adding to it, or is it? Yeah, I'm yeah. still definitely working it out. Yeah. I mean, I debuted this show last year at the New York Comedy Fest, so that was like a year ago almost. But you can't do it constantly like you can your stand-up. Okay. So I, it's like I'm doing it like if you broke it down over averages over this year, over the past year, I've probably done it once a month, twice a month. I think actually I have it right. I've only performed this show maybe 30 times, right? Well, that's it? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to pull off. It's no. Hard, you know? The people that came here Tuesday, Wednesday, and tonight, yeah. do you tell them, hey, if you come, have tickets Saturday, it's going to be completely different? No. No? No. I mean, because I don't I – don't, I mean – I don't think I don't know if they if that would. I mean, if they talk to me at the bar, I'll tell them that. Yeah. You know, but like, 
Nah, I don't. I mean, I feel like. But even like you know, Brandon who works you know works here. Brandon out at the bar yeah. there. Like he was telling me, I stopped on the other night because I you know Sean's super funny and I know that he does a new different show all the time. Like for him, he knew that there was a good chance they're gonna be doing something different, and that made him come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is yeah. I usually when I'm doing straight stand up, I will change every set up. Yeah. But it's not like, I it, it's not like I'm doing a like completely different material every right. time. No, I'm I just know. changing yeah. the order. And I am sometimes. I'm swapping out like bits. I didn't, you know, I'll, I'll, I didn't do these this ten minutes last show. I'll do it this show. Yeah, I, that's that's more for me than it is for <laughs> the audience. To be honest, yeah, like it's more for like a to keep everything fresh, but b to like to not get bored. To not get bored, which is interesting about doing the one person show because it's the same thing, but it doesn't bore me because while I'm doing it, basically because while I'm doing it, every it's all these stories that are linking together, and I'm finding. Every time I tell the story, I find a new. Sometimes it's just a word. Sometimes it's just a way I say something. Sometimes it's a complete flip of the order. Sometimes just in the moment, I find I'm like, no, no, I'm going to say it like this. So it's the one person show is interesting because it's a journey for me every time as well. I'm constantly finding new things every time I do it. That's why I love doing it. Um, but with stand up, it's like I got to change the order because you're not going to get, you know. You get into the bits, and you can't change them that much in the moment. Sure. You know? You can sometimes, which is awesome. Do you th- Can you still go through the emotions for the one-man show? Yeah. Like, it's still not... Yeah. Because no. it's not... Yeah, it's, it's a pretty personal. Yeah. So, um, you can still, like, even after doing it... Even, I know, 30 times, but, like, in a year, like, doing it, you still feel that... Yeah, because, I mean, like, it's it, it's personal, and it's, like... It's it's a it's like a it's it's about it's a specific moment in my life. Where it's like I'll always remember the feeling. It won't ever go away. And once I know I've got the audience in it, it's like I I owe them this emotion. I'm going to assume that if you're sharing a story like that, that yeah. in return you're getting everyone's bedwetting stories afterwards. No, no, no. It's really, people are, people are people don't like people are ashamed. About That's the like a thing wedding. people don't want to admit that they ever. I mean, I've had a couple of people tell me about it, but like for the most part, yeah, like really? no one, yeah, no one, huh. no one wants to share their bedwetting story. <laughs> people also bedwetting is one of the bedwetting and farting are the two things you talk about on stage that some people will react like it's the most disgusting thing they've ever heard, only because they're embarrassed of the times they've done it. Yeah, like you, oh, I do talk about both bedwetting and farting in this show, but. And yeah, you know, and I mean, it's so it's I wish I, I, you know, those are two very personal things that everybody experiences, though. And it's like we can all relate. I mean, I don't know. You're, bed- out, you're out there talking for all the bedwethers. All the bedwethers. The people are holding yeah. them down. Come out, bedwethers. <laughs> Come out with your soaked sheets, your soaked undies. <laughs> Bring them to the show. Then that's what we need. Well, there's also like there's also like people are weird out because they say one of the main traits of every serial killer has been that they were bedwetters. It's oh, like, okay. Yeah. I didn't know but that. It, and it, but it's also like, yeah, you know what? Another main trait of every serial killer was they ate food. They breathed oxygen. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, maybe it's something they've all done. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't make you a sociopath if you're a bedwetter. Also, I'm, white males, Rojo. How do you feel about being in this exactly, room? Exactly. There you go. Yeah. I'm uh, okay. I'm, yeah. I feel safe. You know, all the doors <laughs> yeah, are locked. Exactly. Yeah. That was good. So uh, it's one of those things of, like, yeah, man, it's, it, there's a, like, it's a lot of st- – and plus, like, now – I used to talk about this in the show, but I don't really anymore because I don't want to. It's a stigma. I don't like. 
I don't want to. I don't want to get too heavy handed. But now, like bedwetting is considered a disorder. So when when something becomes a disorder, now they can medicate it. Mm-hmm. And the thing they give you for bedwetting is antidepressants. And like, if you're not depressed, you should not be fucking taking antidepressants. And the reason they are good for bedwetting is because they slow your kidney's production down. Mm. Right? Okay. So, but that's not... Just let the kid wet the fucking bed. Let him deal with it as I did. The reason I stopped bedwetting is because I made a conscious choice once I was 19 and out of high school. Like, I can't become 20 and still wet the bed once a week. Yeah. And I stopped. Now, if I... Like, it doesn't happen to me anymore unless I'm mega shit-faced. Yeah. Then it happens. But, like... If I'd have been on antidepressants, you know what I mean? Like it's 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 fucked with the kid, but that's the pharmaceutical industry. Sure, being like, oh, we got another thing to sell parents because <laughs> they don't want to deal with this thing. It's 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 not cool. So I feel like me getting up there talking about it and being like, see, I'm fine. It's like maybe maybe some parents in the audience, maybe their kids are bedwetter. Maybe they're gonna be like, hey, you know what? Maybe it's it's okay. Yeah, they turn out okay. Yeah, you know. I like that. I like it. Did you? We should probably. Oh, yeah, we should wrap. Yeah, we got you guys. Got a dinner, or at least you got a dinner to get to, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing: when you last time you were here, a little over a year ago, yeah, you mentioned about working on a, the next special. Yeah. Where are we with that? Oh boy, it's still like <laughs> it's, it's such a still in the negotiation process of. Uh, I mean, we're a little further along, but it's basically I would say like two years ago. Uh, everyone started doing specials and now uh, there's so many different outlets now and it's such a goddamn process. Sure. It's such an annoying process and I've been going through it where I've been taping sets and sending it to my manager and he sends it to production company and they have notes. Sometimes, sometimes they don't and it's just hopefully... There's a deal in place by the end of the year, and I'm shooting it early next year. Okay. That's that's all I can hope now. Yeah. Um, if not, uh, you know, look for the headline. You know, comedian walks into Netflix, <clears throat> CISO, and HBO at the same time, one one after the other, and just fucking slaps the head of the fucking program. <laughs> <laughs> Repeatedly until because right. it's ridiculous because it's like okay, I'll set a Google alert for that. But no, it's it's fine. I mean, I get it. Like I, I you know, it, uh, people who get specials, you know, for the most part, they're you know, it's their time. Yeah. And I'm and then I take nothing away from those. Take nothing away from those guys. And yes, I want one. Yes, I'm in the process. Yes, I believe it will eventually happen. Yes, it is frustrating, but also I'm in the process. Yeah. It's I, at least I get to be in the fucking process. At least I get to be in the conversation. So I just got to, you know, take it one day at a time. Uh, you can tell I've been meditating lately. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well. You're doing well. Ro, is there anywhere people advertise, you know, where, where can people see your stuff? Yeah. Um, Besides right, here at Acme. No, yeah. Um, so we're working on, I'm working on some right now with MTV. Hopefully, we're shooting a pilot for it in a few weeks in okay. LA. Um, so hopefully that'll go well. And uh, and then I'm right now I'm on the NBC stand-up finals. So yeah. if that hopefully goes well, then you'll be seeing me on some NBC stuff. Sweet. Uh, um, 
But yeah, if you just want to reach out to me, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or just like call me. Like seven eight seven four three one four five five one. Like I got time. <laughs> if that's real, no one has ever done that. That's awesome. No, I, I did it. I actually um wait no, I, I actually I was pulling it out to look it up. Apparently I did the same thing. Oh. Uh, I, I don't, on a podcast, I don't remember doing it, but this was last week. Did you really? Yeah, I, <laughs> I gave out my number. This was last week. Hold on, let me let me let me find this real quick. Um, <laughs> last week, I get a text. Uh, if this is Sean Patton, do you have a podcast? And if you don't, please start one. Out of nowhere, from a five seven zero number. I don't know what that is. Uh-uh. And I texted back to whom am I texting? <laughs> and he responded. A random guy listening to this podcast, and you just gave your number out on it. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I give yeah. it. I'll give. I've given it out on radio a couple of times, and I never. Nobody ever reaches out. But yeah, that's really funny. This gentleman, this dude's name's Mike Cleary. Uh, and can I, we call him? Call Mike. Yeah, call Mike. Mike. What's going on, dude? <laughs> uh, Let's give his number out. <laughs> uh, I, would, I would do it, but he seems like he hasn't done anything crazy yet. Sure. If he'd have turned out to be a fucking crazy guy, I'd have been like, all right, here's Mike Cleary's number. Text him and tell him to stop texting me. But he actually seemed like a chill dude. Yeah. Um, Mike Cleary, if you're out there listening, here's another podcast, bro. You got my number. <laughs> you got my number, man. Shh, hit me up. <laughs> And then Rojo. Uh, excuse me. Fellas, thank you. Is thank there anything you. else we should be mentioning? Uh, Did we miss anything? I mean, no, no. I mean, my website, Sean. Well, now it's MeSeanPatton.com. Oh, that's different. Yeah, it was SeanOliverPatton.com. Yeah, but then I remember that. the fucking domain expired, and I had to buy a new domain. Oh. Because it's one of those strange things where it's like, well, once it expires, you can't have it back right away. You know that? No, yeah, it's ridiculous. Just, so then no one has it? It's just floating? It's just, it's in there. Yeah, like, uh, hopefully I'm going to get it back when it becomes available again. But right now, my website it's is like in a limbo period. Yeah. I was going to do, Sean, I, I just didn't, I don't like, everyone's got like name, name comedy. Yeah. Um, and I just like, I just want to have a different, at least a fucking different. Oh, it's IamSeanPatton.com? Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> no, no, wait. Are you looking at it right now? Is this? Is it my face? Do you have fact checkers for this oh, wait, podcast? No, that, Apparently we do. Wait, go to <laughs> me, SeanPatton.com. Yeah, there's a guy named Sean. There's a guy who has I am Sean Patton who's like a comedy coach. It's not me. Really? Yeah, yeah it's not me at all. Well, then me, Sean Patton, and I am is definitely. Confusing. Yeah, me, SeanPatton.com is my actual website. This. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but it sucks because he's just. He's killing it. Giving out the comedy, comedy coach. Yeah, like comedy <laughs> coach. That's crazy. That's on the sidelines calling plays. Yeah, that's actually, great. I'm actually going to fucking email that guy and be like, stop it. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask him when his freaking uh, domain name runs out. Yeah. I am. Well, it was my, that was my original domain name. I am SeanPatton.com. And then that website, and, and I was using a different plat, whatever. I like, was like, all right, I don't want that anymore. New website, new name. And then he picked that one up. Jesus. So he might be named Sean Patton for all I know. Yeah. Uh, Either way. Sweet. Yeah. Tw- tw- Twitter stays the same. People can find you there. Me, Sean Patton on Twitter as well. There or Mr. Go. Sean Patton on Twitter. God Whatever. damn it. You don't know who you are. Yeah. This I am Sean Patton guy, he's got his shit together. <laughs> he's got a hot site. It's all comedy. 
Does he have Sean Patton official? Is that what he's got? Oh, man. Possibly. I mean, I don't know who has that. I think that's like a film critic. Apparently, I'm the only cool Sean Patton. All the rest are like film critics and comedy coaches. Fuckers. <laughs> Every other Sean Patton is the people you hate the most. Yeah, yeah Their yeah, career, exactly. their choice. Oh, no, exactly. No, they're all <laughs> fucking losers. And I'm the only. I, I, look, I'm the only Sean Patton worth a shit. I spell it the right way. You know, not not S H A W N P A T T E N. If you're out there, you faggot. P A T T E N. Sorry, I didn't mean to say well, that. Well, that's how you, know? you close the podcast. <laughs> you hey, Sean. S H A W N P A T T E N. This one's for you. Yeah, you're probably he's probably a good guy. Probably like a fucking AmeriCorps doctor. No, it's probably saving a, lives. It's probably a girl. Yeah. Hey, S H A W N P A T T E N. Didn't mean to call you that. I got a little worked up. But, you know, you spell your name wrong. But don't spell it my way because I need to be different. All right, let's just – all right, I'm just going to – Bye. Let's just go. Perfect. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Later.